Welcome to Crush Medical Debt, Medical Bills Uncovered, America's first medical money-saving show dedicated to protecting you from becoming a victim of the nation's number one cause of debt, stress, and bankruptcy. Medical Bills, physician and medical billing insider Dr. Virgie Bright-Ellington shares her expert secrets made easy and gives you practical tools for affordable medical bills. Everything you need so you can pay off medical bills fast. Join us on this mission to crush medical debt, because when knowledge is power, saving you time and money, health is wealth. Today, we're talking about how to get help paying big medical bills. By the end of this conversation, you're going to know what to do if you just can't handle a gigantic number from an unexpected medical bill. But first, it's a new month. Let's talk about the bogus bill of the month. So as usual, many of the bogus bills of the month that we talk about on Crush Medical Debt, Medical Bills Uncovered, comes from HeyFF Health News. And they, in conjunction with NPR, does a, a crowdsource investigation of bogus bills, basically, and dissects and explains these crazy medical bills that people get. So this month, <laughs> the, the bogus bill, the story of the bogus bill is entitled by KFF Health News. It's entitled, The Colonoscopies Were Free, But the, quote, surgical trays, unquote, came with $600 price tags. So this is a story. So a woman named Chantal and her husband, Brian, followed their primary care physician's advice last year after they both turned 45, which is the recommended age to start screening for colorectal cancer. So they scheduled their very first routine colonoscopies, meaning screening colonoscopies, a few months apart. She did hers first, and he did his a few months later. So Chantal said she was really actually excited to get a colonoscopy. Most people wouldn't describe it that way, but she says she was actually excited because she says it meant free care. So the couple runs a business out of their home outside of Chicago, and they purchase health insurance, which is has a premium of more than $1,400 a month for their family of four on the exchange created by the Affordable Care Act, meaning the ACA or the Federal Marketplace or Obamacare. And by law, by the ACA law, the Affordable Care Act law, federal law, present, excuse me, preventive services, by law, preventive services, including routine colonoscopies, meaning screening colonoscopies, are to be provided to patients at zero cost to them, zero co-pays, zero cost sharing, zero out of their pocket, meaning no co-pay, if they have coinsurance as part of their policy, no coinsurance, and they don't have to meet their deductible first in that year. Remember the deductibles, the clock starts January 1 of every year. Most of us, overwhelmingly, most of us in the United States who have 
it, private insurance or commercial insurance are basically uninsured as of January 1. And it depends on <laughs> how large your, your deductible is and or how much care you have to get in that year to determine when you're actually covered. But when it comes to deductibles, the higher the deductible, that means you have to pay that 100%. You're on the hook for it until you're, you spend enough to meet that number, and that's when the insurance kicks in. So by law, by the federal law, the Affordable Care Act, certain preventive services, including routine colonoscopies, are available at zero cost to patients. And I just want to take a, a second to, to talk about why this is so important, because this is a huge mistake that outpatient specialty providers make. And I'm going to be generous by calling it a mistake because when we'll see later as we go through this story <laughs> that uh, that uh, is involved with this bogus bill of the month, that mm, it's not really a mistake. I would call it a business model instead of a big mistake by certain providers. And we'll talk about that later. We'll get to that. But anyway, one big mistake, outpatient specialty providers especially in my experience and what I've seen our radiology facilities frequently make is to charge, a big mistake they frequently make is to charge patients who have insurance for preventive care services. And so as I was saying, by federal law, the Affordable Care Act, also known as ACA or some people call it the Obamacare or that provides the I should say the Affordable Care Act or ACA provides the services that is included or called Obamacare, the federal marketplace or the exchange. Insurance companies must cover age-appropriate preventive care services such as screening for colorectal cancer, cervical cancer, type 2 diabetes, and screening mammograms. And again, this is true even if you have not met your annual deductible by federal law covers insurance. The ACA, the Affordable Care Act covers this with folks that have insurance, private or commercial insurance in the United States. Unfortunately, many providers very aggressively get around this law with creative coding, as we'll see later in this story. So please beware of providers who demand payments, co-pays, or co-insurance for preventive care by saying, oh, well, the service is diagnostic or some other ruse. So when they say that the service is diagnostic, that means it's not screening, it's not routine. So diagnostic means to diagnose a potential problem instead of screening. You have symptoms or there's something that's there that's different that needs to be investigated or evaluated, so it's diagnostic. So I'm going to tell you my story, <laughs> my bogus bill of the month story that, was, that happened years ago before I started doing this work. So my story is when uh, radiology, the like I said, my experience is Often you see this with radiology providers, but really with any outpatient specialty providers, this comes up. I have to tell you, primary care docs don't pull these stunts. They just, we just don't. Primary care physicians, we just, that's not, 
that's not that's not why we went to medical school. That's not why we decided we wanted to help and take care of human beings. But I'm I'm just saying. Anyway, I digress. <laughs> so in this case, a special outpatient specialty provider, in this case, a radiology service, asked for copay up front from me because they said, well, when I showed up for my routine screening annual mammogram, they said, because I have a history of treated breast cancer, that because I have breast cancer in my past, that the mammogram is actually diagnostic and therefore not screening and therefore not eligible for the free benefit. So I knew something wasn't right. Actually, I knew I more than knew something wasn't right. And I started getting really nasty with <laughs> with the folks on the at the front desk. And it's not their fault. It's totally not their fault. This is what they're trained to do. And what I did was end up calling my primary care physician who wrote the requisition for me to get my annual screening mammogram done. I said, you know, this is screening, correct? And she says, yes. And I said, well, these boneheads are blah, 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 blah. Not helpful, by the way. It is not helpful and productive and or it's not helpful or productive to call people names. It's just not cool, folks. You know, how's it go? Do as I say and not as I do. So I was outraged because I knew something was wrong, but I couldn't at that time because I hadn't been doing the work yet. I couldn't put my finger on what exactly the in run that they were the the con job basically they were running on me. And and again, this is someone who I was a health insurance executive. I thought, well, there's something wrong. I just don't know exactly what it is. And I should, I felt I should know, but really 99.9% of us, unless you really are someone who writes these, these policies for insurance companies and writes the policies for billing departments for providers, you're not going to know. And I didn't back then. Okay. So they, they had tricked me because I had until that time gotten my annual screening mammograms at this very kind of, kind of cush, kind of um, very, you know, nice, very, um, how should I put it? Very kind of, I think they think of themselves as kind of like an upscale midtown, mid-Manhattan radiology facility. And I decided one year, it's like, you know what, why do I take so much time off of work to slug all the way into the city? I'd already moved out of the city at that point, out of Manhattan. And I thought, you know, there's got to be a place much closer. Why Why am I going all the way there? There's tons of radiology facilities between here and, and the city where I used to, in Midtown, Manhattan, where I used to get my annual mammograms. So I found a place that is in a low-income part of the area that was like 10, 15 minutes away from my home. So I thought, you know what, this is what I'm going to do. So fast forward, I show up, I say, okay, I'm going to get my mammogram here. I show up, they tell me, hey, you need to pay us $200 before we can do your mammogram. And I'm like, wait, what? This, of course, it never happened before because, you know, more flush, I, I would think that facilities that are more flush with cash 
like the one downtown, don't play these games. And part of the reason why I went into doing this work full time and making this my mission is because I realized that the medical system in the United States takes advantage of folks that really don't know any better in terms of they haven't had experience with enough facilities and services to know, I should say facilities and services that don't need to prey upon them, that they don't know that, hey, wait, something is wrong. I'm being preyed upon. This is predatory billing. So that's one of the reasons why I ended up doing this work was this experience with going to this different radiology facility than I'd been going to. So anyway, so I show up, they say that's $200, please. I'm like, uh, no, is this is screening. I don't get charged for this. And they're like, yeah, because it's not screening, it's diagnostic. I go back, I complain to my, very loudly to my primary care physician saying, <laughs> you know, didn't your rec say this is screening? And she says, yes, it's screening. So this was before I knew about, first of all, the ACA law and before, and they count on that. Let's just, you know, let's just call it what it is. They really count, meaning providers who make these quote unquote big mistakes, you know, what I call business models. Some of them, it's their business model and they count on you not knowing. So at that time, I didn't know that the ACA required it to be prevent this was under one of the preventive or screening services that the ACA requires to be fully cost free to the patient or to the consumer with the insurance policy and they actually wore me down you know i got so tired of arguing with them saying they were saying no this is diagnostic your your doctor has it wrong <laughs> yeah so the the radiology man facility manager is telling me that my physician has it wrong. Oh, okay, bet. You know, and at that point, I have been arguing with them and fighting for them for so long. I was like, well, I might as well have been, because I said, I'm going into the waiting room. I'm not going to do this now. I'm making all these phone calls because you guys are boneheads. You don't know what you're doing. You don't know what you're talking about. And by that time, I spent so much time arguing with them. I thought, you know, I the whole point of me going to this radiology facility is to get, to save time rather, to get my mammogram, my screening, annual screening mammogram. So I went ahead and paid for it and found out later, yeah, I was right. They duped me and it was a, a war of attrition. They wore me down because I didn't know the actual law and couldn't quote the actual law and was not armed with the information. That's not going to happen to you. So a list of prevent uh, preventive services that your insurance by federal law has to cover at zero cost to you, including no copay, no coinsurance, and even if you have not met your annual deductible, can be found at healthcare.gov slash coverage slash preventive dash care dash benefits. And we'll have this link down in the show notes. Okay, so the point is, this is why in this case, the patient, the consumer in this case, Chantal, expected that 
her screenings and her husband's screenings would be fully covered at no cost to her. And she says, you know, I was excited because, you know, again, most of us are not excited about getting a screening colonoscopy. She's like, all right, this is our chance to get our free preventive care, she said. And she said, you know, everything was awesome. The results came back normal for both her and her husband's colonoscopies. And she's thinking life is good, right? And then the bills came. Are you one of the millions of Americans struggling with their medical bills? Now there is a way to get the health care you need and take care of your financial life. Dr. Virgie Bright-Ellington is an internal medicine physician and she's a determined patient advocate, helping people reduce and even eliminate their medical debt. Become a member today and discover how to free yourself from a lifetime of bills at crushmedicaldebt.com. Join the Crush Medical Debt community today. Sign up at crushmedicaldebt.com. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Welcome back to Crush Medical Debt, Medical Bills Uncovered. So they get their insurance through Blue Cross and Blue Shield of Illinois. And the medical services that they were billed for were two routine or screening colonoscopies, one for her, one for him, like I said, a few months apart, which is, as I said, is recommended, really, really recommended, strongly recommended by the U.S. Preventive Services Task Force for patients patients who aren't at high risk and you need to talk with your doc, your primary care physician, if to determine to make sure you're not at high risk. But for those of us who are not at high risk or average risk, starting at age 45. Okay. The service provider in this case is the Illinois Gastro, excuse me, Illinois Gastroenterology Group. This is why we call it GI. (laughs) The Illinois Gastroenterology Group in Hinsdale, Illinois. And the practice is part of the equity-owned GI Alliance, the company, the private equity company that owns this particular group is called GI Alliance, which has more than 800 gastroenterologists working in 15 states across the country, including Florida, Texas, Missouri. They're just spread everywhere. And I'm pointing out that the provider is a private equity-owned group or private equity owned provider service. It could be a medical center. It could be a group of physicians. It could be a hospital. This is something that is important when we're talking about this story and what happens here in this story and in Chantal and Brian's case in this bogus bill of the month. All right. So for each colonoscopy, the GI group charge a little more than $2,000, just to keep the math simple. Let's say they charge for each colonoscopy $2,000 each. After their in-network contracted discounts, Blue Shield, Blue Cross rather, and Blue Shield of Illinois said it was responsible for paying 
let's just call it to keep the math simple, about $395 for each. So that's the contracted rate. And remember I talk about, you know, the amount that many providers manufacture retail sticker price MRSP is 10 times, sometimes 10 times what they contract. They end up contracting, accepting in full with insurance companies. And it sounds like a huge number. I use the the number $100 being charged, but the insurance company says, well, if you take $10 and accept it as payment in full by being in network with us, so you have this provide this huge discount to our members, then you know, we'll let you have access to our millions of members. So <laughs> I always say, I know it sounds crazy, but it is really routine for the price, the MRSP to be up to 10 times what the insurance companies have contracted to pay them. They'll agree to take one-tenth of the payment as payment in full. So in this case, their MRSP for each colon- a screening colonoscopy is 2000 and the contracted rate, the discount that they've agreed to accept is almost 90%, let's call it 80%. They accept it $395, $395. Okay. And that's what the insurance company paid the Illinois Gastroenterology Group. But the provider the Illinois Gastroenterology Group sent Chantal and Brian a bill for approximately $250 each after the amount the insurance paid. So the question is, okay, what gives? What is this? So Chantal and her husband are demonstrating in this case a loophole in the ACA that was meant to guarantee zero-cost present preventive services. So health healthcare, medical care providers can bill what they want as long as they abide by their contracts with insurance. So they can actually, because of a loophole in the law, including whatever they choose to list, whatever services or goods they choose to list, and that can, that loophole can leave you, the consumer, the patient, with unexpected bills for quote-unquote free care. So after their screening colonoscopies, Chantal said she and her husband saw this funky $600 charge from the provider, the Illinois Gastroenterology Group, on their insurance EOB, Explanation of Benefit Statements. And the billing department, so they're like, what is this? So they call the billing department. She calls the billing department from the provider, the gastroenterology group. And she says, well, these charges are for, quote, surgical supplies. She calls her insurance company, Blue Cross Blue Shield, and they said, of Illinois, and she said they told her that they were CPT codes describing surgical trays, quote, unquote, surgical trays. So this is a case in which the provider and the insurance company are complicit in doing an in-run around the Affordable Care Act federal law. The provider should not be billing the consumer separately for a screening service, meaning unbundling, knowing that if they send this unbundling services. So 
you know, breaking things out a la carte instead of just in one overall fee. Knowing that if they send this to most people with insurance living in the United States, that we won't know that we actually don't owe any money related to certain screening services. And the insurance company is complicit in not protecting their members by saying, hey, by the way, in the EOB they send you, hey, we got this claim, we paid this out. This is, by the way, heads up, this is a screening service. You should not be billed any additional fees for this service. The Affordable Care Act, as I said, requires preventive care services to be completely, fully, 100% covered without any cost sharing for the patients, for you, for the consumer. So colonoscopy, screening colonoscopy, screening, colon, um, screening colonoscopies and screening mammograms, cervical cancer checks, pre, I should say, cervical cancer checks, pap smears or what they're called, they're included in that list of preventive services that your insurance has to cover for free. So the politicians and policymakers included this protection in the law, in the federal law, in the Affordable Care Act, the ACA, because they know that for many patients, and the data showed this over and over again, that cost prevents many of us from getting care that we need, from getting preventive services, meaning finding something without before you have any symptoms, before it becomes a big problem and can even take you out, right? That's that's the whole point of doing these screening things because many studies have shown if you do, if you look for it before you have a problem, then you can totally, totally get rid of it and you have a long, beautiful life in front of you. But because it costs money, many people are gonna just put it off and just think, you know what? Bad things happen to other people. There was a, a a poll done by the KFF back in 22 that demonstrated four out of 10 adults admitted to skipping or, or postponing care they needed just because of costs, just because of the money. So under the ACA, it's the insurer's responsibility to make preventive care available at zero cost to their members, to patients. But many providers exploit this loophole. And this was something in the in the article that the KFF was describing when they were talking about this particular bogus bill. They reached out to a research professor and director of the Center on Health Insurance Reforms at Georgetown University. And she says, yeah, many insurance, apologies, many providers exploit this loophole. Her name is Sabrina Corlett. And she says, the insurance company is supposed to pay the full claim by law. But she says there is no portion of the law, the ACA, no requirement written that requires the provider to code the claim correctly. So the insurance company will get in trouble if they don't pay the claim correctly but the provider doesn't get in trouble if they don't, oh, happen to code the claim correctly, meaning they don't apply the correct CPT codes. 
Yeah. So at the beginning of talking about this case, I pointed out that this provider is owned by a private equity group, which studies are showing two things. Number one, they make extra money compared to nonprofit and traditional for-profit facilities and providers by exploiting loopholes in federal in the federal ACA, the federal healthcare law. And two, their outcomes, meaning health and wellness, are worse for consumers and patients who get care by providers owned by private equity groups. So basically, research is showing that private equity ownership, which is really on the, it's just huge, this is growing exponentially with specialties like gastroenterology, anesthesiology, and radiology, as I mentioned, leads to, often leads to higher costs for patients as well as lower quality care. So basically, this private equity-owned provider knows they're tricking their consumers or patients into paying bills they don't owe. It's part of their business model. So, okay, Chantal, the heroine in our story, <laughs> thought a phone call to their insurance company, Blue Cross Blue Shield of Illinois, would just easily fix the mistake. She thought, okay, I'll call them and tell them there's a mistake and it'll be fine. But she said she spent tons of time on hold and no one would give her an answer as why the screening colonoscopy came with a separate charge for supplies, a CPT code A6060, I think it is, something like that, whatever it is. There was a CPT code on the bill. It was a real bill. And they were like, yeah, this is for... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> There's no shame in their game. Yeah, we're, we're billing you a CPT code. We'll, we'll tell you what it is. CPT code for supplies. Uh, she said that it was during the conversations with the insurance company where they said the $600 were specifically for surgical trays. So the insurance company knew that they were getting billed for that, but they still chose to do nothing. And by the way, the the reporter in this case for KFF tried to reach out to Blue Cross Blue Shield of Illinois, and they refused to comment despite, you know, they always said, well, we can't comment because, you know, HIPAA. They're like, yeah, we gave you a waiver so you could discuss the case, and they refused to discuss it. Yeah, I bet. So anyway, Chantal said that she called the gastroenterology practice, and she was told by their billing representative or one of their billing representatives that the extra charge was part of an arrangement that practice has with Blue Cross Blue Shield. She said that the billing representative told her that the practice keys in a billing code for surgical trays, fills in the CPT code for surgical, surgical trays instead of a separate fee, which she says is a, quote, use cost unquote, for the doctor's office. Oh, there's just no shame in there. They're like, yeah, this is what it is. And anyway, so she says, Chantal is saying, you know, I got a different story from every person I talked to. And each side, the provider and the insurer was saying the other was responsible for removing the charge. So what did she end up doing? She ended up going to the insurance company and filing an appeal. She 
said, hey, look, essentially by having this cost passed down to me, you essentially denied covering this cost for the provider. I am appealing this. Awesome job. And then at the same time, she lodged, filed a complaint with the Illinois Department of Insurance. And she also wrote to her elected officials saying that Illinois consumers were, quote, being taken advantage of and ripped off. Good for her. I just I just love her. I just love the heroine in this case. So at the end of the day, what happened when she filed her appeals, the formal appeal went through their process of filing an appeal that why didn't you guys cover this charge? It should be written off. You should tell the provider that this is not something that is billable to us by federal law. She said, ultimately, and the reporter says, Blue Cross Blue Shield of Illinois approved both appeals, saying neither Chantal or her husband, Brian, were expected to pay the charges. So, of course, when the <laughs> when the reporter tried to reach out to the Illinois Gastroenterology Group's administrative employee, where they were actually treated, the couple actually got their care. They said they would not comment and sent them to talk with an executive with GI Alliance who owns a national group that owns and manages the practice. And neither the executive or media relations with GI Allowance, excuse me, GI Alliance responded to multiple requests for a comment. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> So Chantal says, you know, in the past, you know what, she would have just paid the bill to avoid wasting time haggling with the doctors, you know, the providers practice, the physicians practice, the insurer or both. But she says, you know what, I got hit with the same bill twice. And she's that's just too much. And she says, I knew she says this quote, if change was ever going to happen, I need to stop accepting some of these bills that I knew were potentially incorrect unquote. My woman, really a, <laughs> a woman after my own heart. This is exactly why I do this work. If change is ever going to happen, we've got to stop accepting this Is just thinking this is status quo. This is the way it is. No, it is not. It is not is what it is. I said a lot. It is what it is. Well, yeah, it doesn't have to be that way. Yeah, it is what it is. That's the bad news. The bad, the good news is it doesn't have to be this way. So the takeaway is medical providers have no restrictions on how they bill for care as long as it was care that they provided, meaning you can't, they can't bill fraudulently, meaning billing for care that they didn't provide or services they didn't provide. And they can also decide, as part of that, they can decide how goods or services are identified with the CPT codes. So this means that you, the patient or the consumer, can get stuck with charges for like crazy or just downright bogus stuff. That's what it is. And because the ACA law did not specify how, how providers bill patients for preventive services, these bogus, weird, freaky charges can crop up even for care that should be fully covered. And when insurance companies don't crack down on this kind of practice with the providers participating in their networks, you, the patient, the consumer is stuck in the middle and you're left at the mercy of the insurance appeals process for what should be free care. You know, health plans, health 
insurance companies can't catch every billing trick the first time. You know, $600 for a huge publicly traded Fortune 10 company, insurance company, to them may not be worth investigating. And that leaves you, the patient, the consumer, the consumer, ultimately, at the end of the day, responsible for keeping track of what you're being asked to pay and speaking up if something seems off, if something seems not quite right. So Chantal says the experience left her feeling, quote, defeated, exhausted, and distrustful of America's healthcare system, unquote. So yeah, she uh, says that she was basically saying, what's our phrase for the year? <laughs> she was health swindled and care costed. And she says, you know, I lived abroad in Germany with her family for like 10 years. And she said, I could function in the German healthcare system in a second language I, in, in German better than I can here in English, my first language. So anyway, <laughs> so the moral of the story, if you have insurance, one, find the preventive services you're eligible to have for 100% free without any cost sharing or having to meet your deductible at healthcare.gov slash coverage slash preventive dash care dash benefits. And we will have this link in the show notes. And two, always appeal medical services denied by insurance companies you believe should be covered. If you're not getting help from the billing department, the provider, the provider who provided the services, the facility or large physician group, call the number in the back of your insurance card to ask the consumer service rep what their company's process is for filing an appeal. And that's because many insurance companies' business model counts on less than 5% of denials getting appealed. And then also file a complaint against the provider with your state department of health. So hospitals definitely are overseen by depart state departments of health. And that would also be easily applied to large group practices. And finally, if the insurance company does not overturn the denial and pay for the service, please file a complaint against the company with your state department of insurance and ask for an external review request. By the way, there's a template. If you need to file a complaint against the insurance company for not overturning a denial, you know should be covered. You know it's wrong. And the way to request a review is filing a complaint. And you can find that template at crushmedicaldebt.com under resources. If you're enjoying the show and you've learned something or found something to be helpful, let us know. If you're listening on Apple, hit five stars and leave a review. Even if it's just a few words, it will help others know what you found particularly useful. If you're watching us on YouTube, hit the subscribe button below and give us feedback. Let us know what you think and what you found valuable. 
when you share your feedback, you're doing a lot to help others. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Welcome back to Crush Medical Debt, Medical Bills Uncovered. All right. How to get help paying medical bills. So we know, having these conversations, that medical bills are now the nation's top cause of bankruptcy and a lifetime of debt. And even more scary, most adults living in the U.S., and even those of us with great health insurance are just one accident or serious illness away from a lifetime of debt. And of the 100 million of us in the United States who are struggling with medical debt, 50% were covered by health insurance, had health insurance, what they thought was great health insurance at the time they received unaffordable bills for medical services they received. So politicians are just starting to recognize the need for policies to address how the American medical system's creation of millions of healthcare cost victims, they're just starting to look at it and saying, oh my gosh, we need to do something. There are things you can do to get help paying overwhelming hospital and medical bills now. So number one, Reduce your hospital and medical bills in three steps, right? The three steps are the only right way to pay our really big, huge medical bills. To get an immediate discount and I should say an immediate discounted and most fair price on all bills from healthcare providers, do the three steps to each big medical bill you receive. Number one, call the provider, step one call the provider to ask for an itemized bill with CPT codes. Remember, don't just ask for an itemized bill, please. You know, they're too happy to give it to you. They'll be like, yeah, sure. We'll send you an itemized bill and there will be no CPT code to the first. Nowhere to be found on any of the pages of the bill. You have to ask for an itemized bill or I just cut to the chase. I don't, I don't, don't, I don't waste time with calling it itemized, whatever. I just say I need something with CPT codes. Step two, look up the CPT codes that you get on the bill, a real bill. Once you finally get a real bill with CPT codes, look each of those codes up doing an internet search or with an AI chat bot and you know, chat GPT search to find what Medicare pays for each code, each CPT code. Medicare rates are the lowest retail rates or prices, I should say, providers except for medical services. And you don't have to be eligible for or have Medicare insurance to be able to request Medicare prices for healthcare services that you receive. Just because you're not eligible for Medicare doesn't mean you have to, you're stuck with overpaying. No. <laughs> and in step three, you're going to call back the provider and ask for an interest-free payment plan that fits your budget. Okay, so after completing steps one and two, you'll have the CPT code descriptions, the amount Medicare pays for each code, 
And in this process, especially in step two, you may find errors or things your insurance company should have covered, either errors in billing or errors in things that your insurance company should have covered. And after you get your new total, you're ready for step three to call the provider back to negotiate a payment plan for this lower, more accurate bill. However, if you have hospital bills, if your big, huge bill is from a hospital bill, the second thing you can do to get help is to apply for financial assistance. So apply for financial assistance for all hospital bills. So because most hospital medical systems in the U.S. are nonprofit, this means that they're required by federal law to provide sliding scale income-based discounts for those in the communities in which they operate. Many for-profit hospitals actually and healthcare centers also offer charity care or financial assistance or discounted health care to eligible patients. So these are sliding scale or means-based income discounts that help reduce or can even eliminate your medical debt. And each hospital system has its own eligibility criteria. So please be sure to call the provider's billing or patient accounts department to request an application. So dollar4.org helps with applying for financial aid without charge for free for bills received from U.S. nonprofit hospitals. So go to dollar4.org. And if your bill is from a nonprofit facility, a nonprofit hospital, go through the steps and filling out the application. And a little known tip, a little known reminder, some of us know this, but just a, a Heads up, please remember, although many of us think that we have a really high income that prevents us from being eligible for sliding scale income-based discounts, financial aid, charity care, financial assistance, whatever you want to call it, the charge, the bill may be such a large percentage of your income that you become eligible for reducing or even eliminating the entire bill please always, always apply. All right. So what if your big bill is from an insurance denial, something you thought should be covered? So to get help for unaffordable bills due to insurance denials, get help from your physician, from the physician who provided the service. So if your giant bill is the result of a denial from your insurance company for medical services you and your physician believe is medically necessary and should have been covered, contact that physician's billing office to get help filing appeal. Because less than 5% of insurance denials get appealed, research shows, data shows that many health in health care, medical insurance companies, their computer systems <laughs> automatically deny service that should have been covered. And more confusing, each insurance company has their own different process for filing an appeal against denied services. So because medical billers and providers offices work with these companies all day, every day, all these different insurance companies, they're able to help you file the denials much more easily and importantly, they will include your physician's documentation 
or a note or a cover letter supporting the medical necessity of the wrongfully denied care. If the bills are just so outrageous, you're just getting crushed and you're still struggling, you can get help for free from the Patient Advocate Foundation. The Patient Advocate Foundation provides free help with crushing bills. So if you're still struggling with overwhelming bills after applying all of the three steps and doing each of the processes that we talk about and crush medical debt, medical bills uncovered, please consider contacting the Patient Advocate Foundation at patientadvocate.org for free help. And again, this is also in the resource. We'll put this in the show notes and we will also, we also actually have it on the crushmedicaldebt.com site under resources. So this little known nonprofit, I'm really stunned at why they're so not more widely known. They provide a lot of assistance with really difficult cases, including bills that have gone into collections or if you're facing lawsuits from hospitals or medical systems. And finally, this is a bonus on getting free help in paying medical bills. After you've done all of these steps and you're still struggling or you've just hit a wall, you're just saying, you know, I just can't do anymore. I know there's more that I'm supposed to do, but I just can't, you know, I'm feeling really tired. I'm overwhelmed. I'm in pain. You know, there's a, there's a reason why that I had to get this care. There's something going on, right? So you may be too fatigued, too tired, just too overwhelmed, in pain, and just can't do all of the steps to make sure that you fight for your rights and not get overcharged and overpay for medical services. So this is what you're going to do. Contact your local consumer reporter, the ones you find at the local TV, your local TV news stations, you know, the kind of, quote, help me Hank, <laughs> unquote, you know, kind of stories consumer reporters cover. And, you know, frankly, at the end of the day, it's because the providers and insurance companies really, really just don't like bad PR and they have staff that continuously monitor the press and social media for bad press about them. So if you really hit a wall, you know, consider just reaching out, going online and finding the email or even the phone number. They still have phone numbers on the on the bottom of how to reach, you know, the, the uh, front rep desk for local news stations. TV news station, say, hey, look, you know what? There's something really bogus going on in our town. You remember our heroine in our bogus bill of the month story, Chantal, called her politicians, her politician's office. Same thing. You're reaching out to someone to say, hey, we're shining a light on what you're doing. And, you know, just heads up, it's not just me. It's not, you're not taking advantage of some little person. You're not going to be able to get away with this. All right. So the takeaways, to get help with big medical bills, apply the three steps to automatically find the lowest U.S. healthcare prices for every large medical bill you receive. 
request and submit sliding scale income-based discount applications for medical services you receive from nonprofit hospitals and facilities because by federal law, they're required to provide financial help for those in communities in which they operate. And again, $4.org provides assistance in completing these applications without charge. $4.org, again, is we'll have it in the show notes, but they're also in the crushmedicaldebt.com resources page. And get help from your physician's billing providers to appeal denials that are wrongfully denied by insurance companies. And for free help with especially difficult and overwhelming bills, reach out to the Patient Advocate Foundation at patientadvocate.org. And if all else fails, make noise to your local news reporters because providers and insurance companies really, really hate bad PR. You can do this. You got this. Thank you for joining us on this mission to crush medical debt. Now go to crushmedicaldebt.com to learn how to save the most money on your medical expenses, where you can download America's number one free prescription discount card and join the hundreds of CMD Nation community members who have saved thousands. 